Chris Reed's book, Phonokinetics. Preface Feet thundered on the stone walkways, echoing off of the wooden crates on either side. It sounded like anywhere between one and fifty people were about to catch her. If Lumi had one regret in her life, it was this. Right here. Right now. She had no idea what had possessed her to think that she was qualified for this kind of thing. There was a shout somewhere to her left, closer than anything else had been. Her lungs screamed as she forced herself to speed up, blindly whipping around corners in the midnight dark alleys. Reading, carving, sound crafting, even javelin throwing. These are things she was good at, things she was trained for. Sneaking off ships and breaking distant Lumiumi that were probably guarded by Otewe's own rockhounds out of their oppressive slums were nowhere on the list of her abilities. But here she was anyway, caught in the middle of her Umi's rescue mission and ordered to stay on board the ship until the operation was done. And still she had ignored even that warning, and had instead struck out after everyone else. Something snagged the scarf coiled around her head and pulled, her head snapping back painfully as she stifled a cry before jerking free of the fabric and whirling around. It was time to use her last resort. Raising her fingers to her mouth, she let out a shrill whistle, relishing the soft zing that raced through her as she bent the sound to her will. The guard skidded to a halt, fist still clenching her scarf, and his expression going from one of self-assured success to one of absolute terror as he registered the sharp sound. The whistle reverberated down the empty street, rattling doors and windows, focusing on the convenient pile of boxes next to the guard. The boxes started creaking, cracks creeping up the sides, as Lumi continued to whistle. The guard started backing away, but it was already too late. The boxes shattered, large chunks of wood flying into the street. Lumi winced in sympathy as the guard, unable to react in time, was buried under the debris, and slowly let her whistle taper off. Silence reigned, and Lumi, feeling her stomach lurch at the thought that she might actually have killed someone, slowly inched forward. She picked up a board nearby and poked the pile of wood covering the guard. For a moment, there was nothing, but then she was rewarded with a pained groan. Great. Not dead, then. Okay. Now what? Lumi stood there, staring, undecided on what she should do until the sound of distant voices caught her ear. Lumi cursed softly. This was exactly why she had wanted to avoid outing herself like this. Yeah, it was powerful, but it also put a big target on her back and meant she had to run again. Lumi spun around and started running, mourning the loss of the scant protection her headscarf had afforded her in keeping her bright hair hidden. She thought she knew which way she was heading, though she had thought that a few turns ago already. Careening around a corner, she tried to skid to a halt, managing to tumble over her own feet instead. The guards skidded to a halt much better than she had, keeping their feet. Looking up at the shop sign, she focused, pitching her whistle up an octave, 
The guards grabbed needlessly for their ears as the signed support gave way, crashing down between them. Run, Lumi told herself, scrambling back up to her feet and ducking between the baker, whose sign she'd just destroyed, and the cobbler next door. Turn right, straight, sidle down the alley, past crates, left, and she was on another road and away from the guards though she could still hear the shouts of her previous pursuers, joined with those of the guard she'd inconvenienced. Up ahead, there was a trumpet's call. From behind her, another one answered. Matiku, save me, she hissed, her eyes wide. For just a minute, she stood in the middle of the road, an open target, looking up and down the street. Harborside, she said, forcing herself to think. The city slopes up, away from the water. Harborside is down. Must get back to the ship. The trumpet from uphill sounded again, closer. The one downhill was closer still. Not good, Lumi said, running across the street, down another alley, tripping and falling over something in a dark shadow. Kakuza's winds, cried a young man's voice from beneath Lumi's legs and feet. What in Coplo's grace are you doing running blind down an alley? Getting away from the city guard, Lumi replied, hastily climbing to her feet. Those trumpets sure were closing in on each other. Not like that you aren't, the man said. Standing, he was almost as tall as Lumi, if slighter. He heard the trumpets, too. Looking back at Lumi, he hissed, They're after you? No, they're after the mouse I hold in my pocket, Lumi said, beginning to head further into the alley. Where are you going? The man hissed again. Away from the city guards, Lumi clipped, weighing the risk of disabling the man somehow. Here, came a cry from the alley's mouth, followed by a loud trumpet's blare which only held its true tone for a split second before Lumi, surprisingly, clutched at her ears, wincing. The buildings around her shook, her teeth chattered, and at the end of the alley, the stonework exploded, blocking out the street. Lumi's eyes went wide. Come, the man said, working past her. We must go. You're heading uphill, Lumi stammered. Her mind was still reeling from what she was sure the man had just done. Yes, but downhill will only lead us out to where the rest of Leon's friends are. Leon? Yes, Corporal Leon, of the city guards. He's a jerk. And unless we want to meet up with him again, I suggest we go this way. Come, the young man said. After a couple steps, he stopped, slumped his shoulders, turned back around and added, Please. I must get to Harborside, Lumi replied, standing her ground. She could hear that there were more guards on the other side of the rubble. You're nearly out of it, but I can wind us back around and in. You're heading for a ship? Yes, Lumi said, my Umi ship. Umi, the man repeated, glancing past her at the rock pile he had created. 
Well, that's dandy. Heaving a heavy sigh, he readjusted the pack over his shoulder. Pretty sure I know your ship. I can get you there. But I need to lead, and you have to follow close. Let's go. They'll be coming around by now. The young man added, turning and beginning to silently lope off. I never said yes, Lumi protested, just barely above a whisper, as she fell into step behind him. I never expected to find a Lumi Umimata trying to get herself caught, he chided over his shoulder as he peeked his head around a corner to look down a street. Uh, you speak to Lavikini? The man looked back. The light of Luanamata shone off his hair, making the bright undertones glow. Some. Come, he added, slinking around the corner. Why are you running blind through back alleys anyway? Long story, Lumi groused under her breath. At this point, just trying to get back to the sea spirit, though I was hoping to make sure my Umi was safe. Yep. Great. Sea Spirit, Molokai's ship. Backing into a shadow, pulling Lumi with him, the man said, He's fine. He's with my father right now. You know my Umi? Lumi asked in shock as she scanned the street. The sounds of the pack of city guards had dispersed, which only meant that they were once again tracking Lumi down in pairs. With a heavy sigh, Ignoring Lumi's oversight, the man said, Yeah, I know Umi. He'll be fine. We won't, unless we get moving. What's your name? Lumi asked, buying another second to catch her breath. Hendrik Managar, son of a Komi of the Stonefinders of Kanikiana. Pleasure to meet you. Now... We need to keep moving. That was the preface for Phonokinetics. This is Chris Reed's book. I'm Chris Pullman. Thank you for listening. If you would like to stay up to date on my latest podcast recordings of my books, please subscribe to this podcast feed on whatever app you use. If you'd like to follow my latest work, you can head over to narclaninc.com slash chrisreadsbook. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C dot com slash chrisreadsbook. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this, the preface for my latest book. And I look forward to seeing you here for the next episode. Until then, have a good day.